You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Welcome to session eight. I literally cannot believe we are on session eight and I'm so excited for you to continue to join us on our journey. If you listened last week, you know that last week was a very intense um, kind of mindset and sales focused session, but we really dove into a lot of the money and money mindset stuff that was keeping Monica stuck. So this session is going to go a little bit deeper on that and expand on moving her forward from here. So thank you for joining us and I cannot wait to hear your feedback. Hi, hi. Hey. How you doing? Good. I'm doing good. So launch week. <laughs> I know. Feeling? I'm feeling good. It's, oh, you know what? It, to be honest, leading up to the launch, I was getting scared. I was like, do I listen to the episodes or do I wait? Like, I don't want to get in my head or, you know, start showing up differently because we're reviewing things that have happened, you know, a month or two ago. Yeah. And it, it's been great. It, it really has been great. And the support of everyone has been amazing. So it's been good. So good. No, I think that's really, um, sometimes leading up to things I think is so much harder than being in them. Like there's probably a little bit of freedom now that it's like just here. Right. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. Cool. So give me an update. What's been going on. I mean, obviously we've chatted in base camp a little, we've talked about kind of calls, getting them and having them just give me a little rundown. Yeah. So I think following last week's call, it was like, Ooh, I've got a bunch of stuff to deal with, but it was nice to know that it was instead of, you know, like keep searching for answers or wondering why it was nice to be like, okay, this is kind of a reflection of what I have going on. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that was very helpful. So I had three calls this week. Um, they're all finished. They're all not yet. And I had jumped in way better. Like I had jumped in with the mindset of like the whole money thing. And like, I'm working at getting over that. And I feel a million times better than the last calls. Like it just how I was going to show up, just how I was going to present it all, how I was going to support them, but then also how I was going to like try to sell at the end and, and have that, um, confidence and, and kind of not beat around the bush with the money thing. And so that was great. So Um, one of the calls threw me off because right before I was going to sell, she was like, Hey, I just put two and two together. You're from Lacey's podcast. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like super excited because it's all very exciting. But I was like, Oh my God. Like I've never had this happen before. So I didn't know how to navigate that. And it was just kind of like, I barely touched the whole sales thing. I was just like thrown off. Um, which brings me, so I, and I, and I messaged you on Basecamp right after, but I, I ran upstairs and I told Ben, I was like, I just got off a call with someone and they know like I'm on the podcast and like, I feel like a fraud cause you know, she knows I don't have a client and he's just like, no, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and he was in the shower. Like I like bursted in the bathroom and like <laughs> swung the shower curtain open. I was like, I feel like a fraud. And 
he's like, no, she doesn't, Monica. Like, and for one, and he just like you, Lacey, he keeps bringing me back to being like, you still have hundreds of clients in your cleaning business. You like, he's like, like, where's your confidence? Mm-hmm. And he said that, like about three times, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, like, what am I doing to myself? Because it's essentially like. I believe in it so much, but then I get to this place where I'm still like, all of a sudden I'm shy and timid and like, I believe it, but like, I'm just going to help you a little bit. And then like, I'm going to get a little shy and like, you know, it's like a hundred percent the confidence. And it, I mean, it was good to realize that, but it was like, wow, how am I like, you know, so confident in another business and other areas of my life. And then here I have the confidence. And, but then when it comes time to present that confidence, I'm kind of like, you know, like a dog with their tail in their legs. I'm kind of like, oh, okay, you know? Totally. Well, I mean, I think that's so beautiful to see that as a reflection because I think that, like, I remember from the start of this, uh, Ben was definitely hesitant at first about mm-hmm. you kind of uh, sharing it. So it's, like, kind of cool to see him being like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> they don't think you're a fr- – like, it's such a good reflection to have from him because – as someone who was skeptical to then be able to remind you, like, I don't even think that that's possible that someone thinks you're a fraud. Like Mm -hmm. it's such a good reflection. So I think that that's so beautiful that he was able to keep reminding you of that. Right. Yeah. But I also think that, um, you know, I, I think that we talked about this a little bit. One is from the practical stance. I think that obviously you can make that work for you really well. And we can talk about that more, but I think from the, from the energetic stance, there's, there's a piece here where it's kind of like I can choose to kind of indulge in that thought and I'm using that word on purpose and I'll explain why. Or I can like just notice it for what it is that of course it's going to come up but it's not a thing. Does that make sense? So yeah. So often we think like because I have a thought it means it's true. <laughs> yeah. So because I think maybe she thinks I'm a fraud, it must mean that that's probably true. It must mean that I have to explore that and excavate it and pay attention to it and give it my energy. Does that feel true? Does that make sense? It makes sense. Um, but the truth is, like, there, the likelihood that that thought doesn't pop up is sort of low. <laughs> and I don't mean that to be discouraging. I mean it to mean, like, you know, we're humans. And so when something slightly triggering happens or we're, we're in the intensity of a new experience, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to default to old thought patterns and old habits, right? Yeah. We talked about that a little bit last week um, with kind of like prepping before the call, right? Yeah. And so same thing when like someone brings up the podcast now, new experience, you're going to default to old habits, right? Okay. Yeah, but your sense. new job is to be like, oh, anytime I think the thought that I might be a fraud or that someone thinks whatever, that's my reminder that it's time to go get myself back on track. That's my reminder of how far I've come. That's my reminder that I get to go spend a little time doing mindset work, whatever you want that reminder to be, if that makes sense. But but what we can't let your brain keep doing is going, oh, this might be true this time. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. And and your brain's a funny thing because it will try to trick you, right? It'll be like, but this time, it really might be true, Monica. I know before <laughs> when you talked to Lisey and whatever, it like probably wasn't, but this time, yeah. you really might be a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. And it was, right? and it was, yeah. Like, cause it was so funny. Like as soon as he said that and he was like, like, no, she doesn't like, no, you're not, you know? And I went and I was like washing the dishes and I was just standing there and I was like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, how did I go from like, like, you know, like off my rocker for a second. And then, and then, but it was really nice to, to hear that. Cause it was like, I could have, right. If he didn't say that I could have been like, Oh my gosh. And, and panic, but it was nice to have that. And then, so I had a call the next morning and I had like, I had taken all night just to think about it. Journal's really good in the morning. And, and I showed up probably the best I ever had in my call. Yes. And, and yeah, and I felt better. I mean, I felt confident. I, I sold and I just knew I could help her. And it was like, and that was something I said, like, if I know I can help this person and if she's a client, like my ideal client, and I know I can help her, like, I'm going to show up and sell. And I know I had messaged you where it was like, if I were to pretend that my daughter Ophelia needs to eat, and I know this is getting extreme, but I kind of needed to feel that it was like, am I just going to sit back and be shy and not even offer anything? Or am I going to, you know, truly believe in what I have to offer and show up and try to sell that based on like on that. And it was, I mean, it was really extreme, but it was like, okay, like, you know, I am confident I can do this. And just showing up in that next call, I felt a million times better. One of my favorite things to remind myself and my clients is just because I think something doesn't make it true. So often we forget that having a thought doesn't make it true. Our brains think things that are untrue all the time, you guys. An example for me is that I was going out to dinner with my girlfriends the other night and getting ready. And a thought I was having was that I looked bad and that I had nothing to wear. Neither of which were true, right? But our brain does a thing when we have subconscious programming sometimes or when we have societal programming or whatever it is, right? But as someone who can be the watcher of our thoughts, we have to go, okay, that's not actually true. And I'm not going to spend time indulging in thinking about or fighting with that thought, right? So what I'm really encouraging Monica to do here is know that she is going to have thoughts that come up in business that hurt or that feel bad, but ultimately her job is to be the discerner of, is this thought even true? And to question the thoughts that are coming up for her instead of feeling like she has to do something with her act on each and every one. Well, I think what was interesting about what you brought up about kind of like if, if Ophelia needs to eat, right? Yeah. (laughs) Is that priorities become different at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. So right now the priority feels like it's almost, how do I want to say? Like the priority is almost like your emotions, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and not to say that that's wrong. And we'll talk about that in a second. But if the priority was like, she, you know, like I need to put food on the table for her, mm-hmm. your emotions would seem so insignificant mm-hmm. in a way, right? It would seem like, of course, I'm going to show up and sell. Like me, my discomfort with that is nothing compared to the discomfort I would feel if like I couldn't take care of my daughter next week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so obviously we're not trying to put you in that situation or create a bunch of pressure for you, but I think the illustration there and why that felt like such a aha moment for you is that the things that we deem as important are only as important as we make them. Okay. So right now it feels really important, so to speak, right? To like not feel icky selling. Yeah. And it is important. That is a a really important um, like piece to work through in business. But I think that there's a way where you can almost like 
turn the pressure down around that. We're like, that's just the thing of the moment. Yeah. Right. And I think that we do this in business where, um, every, everything feels so important when we're in it. So it's like when, like, remember when you were like, I will die if I have to put out videos. Like I I actually feel like I might genuinely die. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. And it felt that intense and that important. And then you started putting them out and you were like, God, I mean, like I can kind of remember feeling that way, but barely. Yeah. And then it felt like that with even just getting people on calls, even just putting out content consistently, I could go on and on, but this is just your thing at the moment. Does that make sense? It does. And, I, and I'm glad you said that. Cause like going back and listening to the first two episodes that aired this week, it was like, Oh wow. Like I, I really started from like nothing, you know? And yeah. And even though like right now sitting in it, it feels like, oh, I just want so many more results, but it's like, wow, I've gone, I've came so far. And so I'm glad that you said that. Something that I've noticed in myself and in coaching so, so many clients through building and scaling their businesses is that there's often a thing of the moment and I'm using hand quotations, but of course you guys can't see me, but there's so often a thing of the moment that shows up in business, right? So when we're in it, it feels like this thing is the thing. It's the most important thing and it's going to be a thing forever. And it's just our stuck point. And, you know, it can get us so wrapped up in whatever it is and it's truly not typically all that important nor does it really last for all that long so like when you're first starting out your thing your thing your thing is your message often you're spinning around like is this the right message is it not i don't know right then it becomes your content and that's the thing of the moment am i writing my content right am i doing it right am i um, presenting it right am i putting it out right am i picking the right pictures right then you kind of get sold on that then maybe video becomes your thing like but how do i show up on video and do i have to put on makeup every time and oh my gosh video is so hard and I could go on and on forever, right? But then it's sales, then it's discovery calls, then it's group programs. Like, I mean, you can just always have a thing, right? And what's not bad is having a thing, right? It's always better in business to have a new challenge point or a new problem that you're solving or a new um, you know, goal that you're working toward. But what we want to be careful about is not getting so wrapped up in it that it constantly feels like we're so deep in this problem and it's never gonna go away. So what I wanna remind Monica about the sales piece is that this is just the piece that she's working through in the moment. And whether that takes a couple weeks or a couple months, it, it really doesn't matter. Obviously we wanna move her forward faster, but what we want her to not do is make it feel like it's going to be this never ending thing or start creating a story that she's in some way bad at sales. It's just the thing that she needs to move through to get to the next place in her business. And that will forever be true as long as we're growing. And, and that's the good news and the bad news is that's never not going to be true in business, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like there's never not going to be an edge you're pushing. And if there's not an edge you're pushing, you're probably not growing your business. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's just how important are you going to make the thing when you're in it? Yeah, I love that. How how much of a barrier is it going to feel like or how much of a um, just kind of like new experience? I'm not a mom, but I assume and, and hear <laughs> that raising a child is very much like that. Like when they're in a bad phase or something, it feels like it's never going to end and then you blink and it's over and you're into something new, right? Yeah, exactly. And so if you could apply a little bit of that mentality to business where it's like right now, 
overcoming money objections feels like this heavy thing. Well, it's really not a heavy thing. It's just the thing I'm navigating right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Does that feel easy to get into or is your brain like, yeah, but? <laughs> uh, no, it's it's way easier. Like it's, yeah, since our conversation last week, it's like, it's it's way easier. Definitely. Good. So tell me about that next call where you showed up in a different way. Like, give me a little breakdown of like what, what shifted there? What did showing up in a different way look like? Like, just give me a little rundown. So all this week, what I had done is what we talked about. So it was like, I take, you know, before the call, instead of me like getting work done and then five minutes to prepare, I was like, you know, a good like 20 to 30 minutes. I was like preparing going over like the routine, how, you know, everything's going to go going over some questions that she said so that I was like, well prepared with everyone that I was talking to. Um, and then finishing it off with like a couple affirmations that we had discussed. Mm-hmm. And, and so that helped a lot. But what I really did before the last one was I like, cause it's getting into the last part. Like I can start the call. I can do all that. So it was like, I focused probably 15 minutes and I just walked around the office here and I was just being myself and and switching to the pitch and then also jumping in and like doing the objection. So I was like role playing with myself and just like talking through it and like being super confident and comfortable with what I would say. So it's not like I feel like I'm following a script or I'm like, you know, beating around the bush or I'm not showing up. It was like I 100% knew what I was going to say and that felt good. I think um that is such a perfect um illustration of like where we get so tripped up in business and and why I'm so proud of you for doing that where it's like practice literally does make perfect right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like I think we think like with some things like you know I'll have clients that start with me and they're like so I want to write content like you how do I do that and I'm like well you know step one do it for three and a half years <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah. I want to make sales you know, in, in a way that's as easy as you, okay, step one, do it for three and a half years. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to say it has to take that long, but yes. it's just to have that context of like practice really does make perfect. So it makes total sense that the more you rehearse, like how you would show up in a call and what you would say and whatever, not in a script based way, like you said, but in a way of like, it feels like it rolls off the tongue. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's where you get good. I, I once did a Gary V binge on YouTube and watched a bunch of his keynotes and they're pretty much all exactly the same. And yet that's why they're so good. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So such good practice for you. And I would say like, just keep doing that, right? Like keep when you're driving, when you have a free moment, just practice that because it really does change your mindset. So often I think that we feel like one has to change it for the other. Like, let me really get the strategy down and then I'll work on my mindset or let me work on my mindset and then I'll really match it with strategy. And it's like both of them pull each other along. Like you can't see me, but my hands are kind of like moving together at different rates in parallel lines. But it's like, if you get really confident in just having those words flow off your tongue, your mindset is going to have to pull forward and catch up, right? Okay, yeah. Does that make sense? Like- yeah, you can't does. feel that confident about what you're saying and not have your mindset kind of jump to match it a little bit, right? Yeah, totally. And I think that's what happened. Like, so sure, I had like known what I was going to say in all the other calls, but it was very much like I would practice or I would go through 
the beginning of the calls or like helping them or like going through, you know, who they are and, you know, the little questions that they asked where it was like, I still did that. But then it was like, I spent like half the time on like the ending of that call. Mm -hmm. And like, like I could like say it and like feel in my voice that it was confident. And that's what I was going after. Not just, yeah, not just saying it to say it, but like saying it so I could believe it so that they could believe it. So one thing that I think is really important to note in business, kind of like the the previous conversation we just had about there can always be a thing of the moment, is that practice really does make perfect, or rather should I say practice literally (laughs) makes perfect in business. And so the reason we move past anything is, is because we've got practice at it enough, right? The reason you stop obsessing over your content is because it becomes a habit and you've gotten practice at it enough. The reason sales stop feeling like a thing is because it becomes a habit and you've gotten practice at it enough. So I really, really, really want to encourage you just like Monica's doing here, that if you're feeling stuck in sales in any way, just know that practice literally can make you perfect at it. And of course, nobody's ever perfect, but the point is the more you practice it, the more it rolls off your tongue, the easier it's going to feel. So don't hesitate to dive in and really work your practice, say things in the mirror, speak it out loud, get into the vibe of like how you speak on sales calls and you will see such a difference in how you show up on them. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. So tell me how that call kind of ended. Okay. So the call went really well. Um, she again is another one that said like, not yet. Um, what did she say? not yet. And like, she's going to be looking to invest in, I don't know, she said like in the next month and she'll, she'll be contacting me. And so we did go into it a little bit, but I felt like, again, so like I had done everything. We talked about the investment, telling her like how I would show up and, you know, overcoming like a few money things. But then again, it's like, I just don't want to push it too much. Cause I felt like I was talking about it forever. And like, So it was just kind of like, okay. And she's like, email me the information and, you know, we'll touch base again. So we've, we've done that. And it's just a matter of like waiting now. So I wasn't there. (laughs) So feel free to give me a lot more specifics, but what I'm going to just say initially is that it, you probably didn't get too far into the objection. If we're kind of ending with like, I don't know, not yet. Send me the information. Does that feel true? Yeah. (laughs) and this isn't to pick on you this is just to keep like looking at what's really happening here because what can happen in our heads is we'll be like no no no, that time I dove in but like you know still nothing (laughs) and then it starts to become this thing right where it's like well I don't know I mean I'm not I'm not gonna do that because last time I did and still nothing um and so what we just want to look at is like what actually really went down here? Like how far did we get? What actually happened? And, you know, not in this way of like, you fucked it up, like, let's make it all wrong. But in this way of like, this is, this is true improvement in business. And we talked about this last time, right? But when we can be the conscious observer of what's happening without putting judgments on it, but just to better it, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Um, Like, I'll just give my example for this, but I waited to listen to the podcast, to listen to our first couple couple episodes until I was in the place where I felt like mentally I would be able to do that, where I wouldn't be like picking myself apart. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. Yeah. But it's also going to help me and it's going to make me a better coach the more I listen to it. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, being like, oh, I see how I could have come at that from a slightly different angle. Amazing. Great information versus like, 
why did I say it like that? You know? Yeah, totally. Does that feel true here? Does it feel like it's hard not to kind of like initially get into like, did I do it wrong? You know what? Like, I think, I think I haven't let myself get there yet. Although recently now, cause it's like, okay, I don't have book calls. And like, I was, I was honestly today going to go back and be like, so how many no's have I gotten? And I, and I didn't do that, but I haven't let my get myself get there yet because I feel like in every call I've been like learning and like getting better at certain areas of it. So it yep. feels like improvement for me, but now it's kind of like, okay, like, you know, I wanted the practice, you know, everything's getting better. I'm, I'm showing up, but it, it's still coming back to the money objection. So yeah. yeah, I think a couple of things I want to say here. One is sometimes there's the, the, let me see it as practice is a really beautiful bridge in where we feel uncomfortable. Right. So that creates like this beautiful bridge in our brain where we're like, well, I am so uncomfortable. I can't step into like, I'm going to get this fucking sale. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But we can't stay on that bridge for too long because then it becomes this constant experience of always being in practice. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that this is a moment and like it can literally just be a moment in time. Like go just sit with yourself and light a candle and make a new decision kind of thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) Where it can literally be a moment in time where you're like, okay, so I'm done with the practice and now I get sales. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I had to practice to to get my brain in the right place and to get on board. And now I'm on board and I'm fucking done and I get sales. <laughs> I love that. Right. Feel how that's different energy immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I definitely had that experience in my business where like I was willing to do like all the calls all the time. And certainly some of them turned into sales. It's why I had um, a super successful second month in business, but also like, I had to hit a point where I was like, and I'm done with the fact that not all of them are turning into sales. And I'm done with the fact that, um, you know, like a hundred percent of the time they're not. And then it literally became a hundred percent after that. Wow. And then I was like, well, I'm done with a hundred percent. Cause that means <laughs> like, I'm not actually filtering. So, th- so you get to keep making new decisions along the way. Does that make sense? It does. And I love that because um, I feel like that's exactly where I was at. And and it's funny listening to the first few episodes because it's like, I didn't even have calls. And now I'm consistently getting, you know, yeah. a few calls a week. So it's great. But I did jump in being like, okay, it's practice. You know, sure, I would love a sale. I want a sale, but I'm I'm getting better. And so to hear that today, it's like, I'm 100% ready for that. And I, and I'm, I'm definitely going to do that and jump in differently. I love that we talked about um, kind of adopting this mindset of now I make sales versus that bridge mindset of it's all practice. And what I want to point out here is that we often need to give our brains the thing that feels good to catch up with us, right? And so what I mean is what wouldn't have felt good at the beginning for Monica is to be like, well, now you make sales. Like you're someone who makes sales. Go out there and do it. That amount of pressure would have felt too much and she probably would have really recoiled from it and maybe even stopped trying to book calls as much, right? So that bridge mindset of it's all just practice was so helpful because it made her go out there and get the calls and be in practice, right? 
but sometimes we can stay there a little too long and it can be like, well, it's all practice endlessly. And so just know that whatever mindset you pick, it doesn't mean that has to be your mindset forever, but sometimes you have to give yourself a bridge. It's like when people are trying to like manifest being a millionaire and they haven't even made six figures, like six figures is a bridge, right? Um, and so often when we try to go too far too fast, our mind can't catch up and is like, no, no, no. And we go into resistance. So just know that you can give yourself that opportunity to kind of create a bridge so you can get to the other side. You just don't want to stay stuck on the bridge, right? Like it's time for her to kind of like pack it up and walk on off the bridge and get into that place of now I make more sales, but just know that there's nothing wrong with picking a mindset that gets you there and that walks you through the process. And then once she gets to now I make more sales, you know, we'll take that even further to like, I make sales with complete effortlessness and ease or whatever, but you get to move your mindset with you along the way. You don't have to go zero to 60. And in fact, the fastest way to do it is to create these bridges into things that make us feel more and more comfortable. So hopefully that's a great takeaway. If you're listening and if you're doing anything in your business that's feeling resistance, can you look at what mindset you're adopting around it? And maybe you need to create a similar bridge where it is practice for the moment. And if you've been someone that's been practicing a little too long, maybe it's time to step into now I always make sales. And I think that like, again, we talked about this a little bit last week, but that idea of like, I'm creating my own objections. Well, it's a little bit like when I'm seeing it as practice, I keep getting not yet because I'm seeing it as a not yet right away. And again, like, I really think you had to do that for yourself. So don't, don't make that wrong, but, but we can just see that transition here. We're like, well, if I go in, like I make sales. I'm going to have a totally different experience. And so are they, right? Yeah. So, okay. So the last one, let's go back there for a second. Do you feel like you fully dove into the objection? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? No, I can definitely beat around the bush a bit. Um, (laughs) So, so I think, so I jumped into like selling the, the visibility intensive, like super powerful. Like I felt really great and, and super good. And like, she was interested. And then, um, what happened? And then, and then, so it was like, kind of like on the fence, but then it came back to not the money right now. Right. And so how did I, how did we talk about it? Oh, I I asked like, what do you think your next step is? And She was like, well, you know, so it's again, like, and I've heard this one before is like taking the message that we've just done and like just trying right now and knowing that like down the road when she has the money, she would want to invest. And so I think I just stopped there. I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just like, we can use her and not use her as an example, but why would that be a bad idea? Like, why is it just like, okay, I'm just going to take what we did and go try it. Like, why do you feel like that's not a great step for them? Yeah. So I had told her that like, yeah, that's great. You know, having the message was a real game changer with me, but what didn't work was not being visible and not being consistent with it. And then that's what I would love to help her with. And, and that's really where the calls and the sales started coming after that. And I mean, she agreed and she got it, but she, it was still coming back to like, she doesn't have the money right now. Okay, perfect. So if you had to guess, right, what do you think is really going on there? Oh, I'm so bad at this. I don't know. Like maybe she's scared. She didn't seem scared when I know kids are involved and a money issue is presented. Like, I think I just stopped. 
Yeah. Here's what's really like the way I I would take this, right? Mm -hmm. Is I think that like what I want you to see it as is like you're finding out more information. Here's what the biggest problem is in in your sales process right now. You don't really understand why they're saying no. Okay. Right. So you know it's kind of like a not ready. You know there's sort of a money objection, like, but you don't really fully get it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I want you to not think about like, how do I push them through this? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But what I want you to think about, and I think you probably have heard me talk about this in value-centered sales a little bit, but just to reiterate it here, and you can tell me if it makes sense. But what I want you to think about is like, I'm not going to get off the call having at all of a question of what's actually going on and what's stopping them. Mm, okay. Even if I don't get to a yes. Because if I actually know follow-up so much easier, if I actually know um, staying in touch with them so much easier, if I actually know the likelihood that I make the sale is so much higher. Okay. But anytime that I'm getting off a call and I feel like, well, I don't know if she was scared. I'm not really sure if it was even the money. I don't really know if she was like nervous. I don't. That's when I know that I missed something, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But it doesn't mean we're finding that out to necessarily like make it um, be different. (laughs) We're finding it out so we can really help them truly make the right decision, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to make something up here. I have no idea what her circumstances are, but like you said, she had kids, right? Let's just say that she is also working a nine to five, right? And, um, you know, like is about to get this huge promotion and has all this stuff going on and is scared about the money for this specific reason and has family coming into town and, 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 Mm -hmm. okay. So like, probably one of the reasons she doesn't want to is because she's overwhelmed. So let's have that conversation, right? Yeah. Um, But it's like masquerading as like money at the moment, right? Yeah. So I have a question. So let's say, um, so she's like, I'm just trying to remember how, how like one of them would have said it. So it's kind of like, yeah, I just don't, you know, something like something along the lines of like, yeah, I just don't have the money right now. Like, so then what would you say to that? So I would probably say something like this. I totally get it. Like this is a big investment for sure. But what I also know for sure is that the way that I've often gotten the best results in business and the way that I've seen many successful business owners get the results in business is believing in yourself and letting yourself get the support before you have the results. So, so often I see so many people want to wait. They think, well, I have to have the results in the clients before I can get support. And so they stay stuck not getting the results in the clients for so fucking long Mm -hmm. before they let themselves get support. I don't know if that's what feels like is happening for you here, but I'd love to know, like, does that feel true for you? What does that bring up? That's perfect. That was like beautiful. Cause I'm I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Is that like, cause she's starting um, her business. She wants to get clients first. So that was like exactly it. And and listen, I think that sometimes people need permission to know that that doesn't have to be true because I guarantee you, and we've talked about this a couple other times in different ways, but I guarantee you she's not going to her friends and family after this call and they're going, sweetie, stop. You get to have support before you get clients. Spend the money. Yeah. Ain't nobody saying that. Yeah. And so if you don't say it, where is she going to hear that from? Yeah. 
where is she going to hear like, it's okay to get support before you get the results. That's the point of support. Yeah. I love that. And, and I think it's, it's a, it's truth, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like expecting someone to be able to build a restaurant before they can like have the building. Yeah. And the staff, right? It'd be like expecting you to build out your your whole business to the to the level it was at without the staff to support you in doing that. Yeah, exactly. It just fundamentally doesn't make a ton of sense, right? Yeah. Just like I want support so I can get clients, but I have to get the clients to get support. We back ourselves into such a corner there. Yeah. And so what you can do is help her get out of that corner, whether that means she gets your support or not. Whatever, right? (laughs) Yeah. But of course she's going to want it when you're the one that helped her get out of the corner. (laughs) Yeah. But what you want to think about is like, I really want to figure out what's going on for you here instead of like, oh, I don't want to push you. I want to understand you. Okay. Um. Another question that can be good sometimes after you've gone through all that, if it still kind of feels like, yeah, but the money, the money. Mm-hmm. Another great question is like, okay, let's say the money was off the table. Would this be the right program for you right now? Okay. Do you think that this is the thing that's really your next step and is going to get you results? That's a super useful question because if the answer to that is yes, then it's fear all the way. <laughs> okay. Because if I really believe this is the right thing in the right program and it's going to get me results, then the few hundred dollars I would invest in it is is truly a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. Right? So then I have to figure out, well, why is it not a no-brainer? Fear. Your self-trust. Something is happening there, right? Yeah. If the answer to that is, mm, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I might need X, Y, Z. Cool. Then let's have that conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can kind of feel it out depending on where you feel like they're at. But like those are two really good questions. Sort of like, why are you backing yourself into a corner basically? Yeah. (laughs) But in a much more caring and supportive and understanding way. Or is is this really the right fit for you? Do you really believe that this is the thing, right? Yeah. Because it, it it's not possible. And again, we talked about this before, but I'm, I'm saying it again because I think it's so good to just keep getting it into our brains, which is like, if I truly believe that this is the thing that's going to get me results and take me to the next level, and I truly believe I'm going to show up for it 100%, and I truly trust myself to do that, mm-hmm. nothing would stop me from investing. Okay. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, the last piece I would say there, and and this isn't to give you an out, but just to give you a little bit of permission, right? Yeah. If if someone really is like, I'm just making up a situation here, but like they just, you know, like don't even have money for like food next week or something, right? Yeah. yeah. Like they really might not be the right fit. Like it's okay that some people are not monetarily the right fit. Okay. Like, we're not going to push everybody, but the truth is the majority of people that are spending time building their own business, that are in this industry, that are showing up in this way, do have the the funding, do have the resources. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you have a way to get the resources, right? Yeah. And and quite frankly, that's who we want to 
be talking to and working on the objections with. If they really don't, it doesn't mean we have to push everybody to make a really terrible decision for themselves, right? Yeah. Um, but it, the point is they get to make that decision. Mm-hmm. So I guess my my thing is to say, like, I'm not one of those believers that, like, no matter what across the board, everyone can figure it out. But I am a believer that, like, no matter what across the board, all of the clients that are right for me are going to be able to figure it out. So I'm going to work them through that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. That makes sense. Because certainly if you don't know how to put food on the table next week, I don't want you to pay me right now. I don't think that's the right fit. Yeah. (laughs) And that's okay. But certainly... If that's not a concern, and the concern is really that I just don't trust myself enough, or I just am not sure if this is the right program, then like that's what I'm here to talk with you about, right? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. I I like looking at it that way. That's way better. So, like, permission for some people to to monetarily not be the right fit, but don't let yourself tap out assuming that. Does that make sense? It does. Well, she said that like, you know, like she wasn't sure about the money. So, you know, like (laughs) don't do that. Yeah. Assume that like your right clients need your support in walking through that. Like because you're meeting people so early in their business too, I want you to remember this is maybe the first investment they've ever made. Okay. One of my clients, Elise, um, said this thing one time and I just thought it was just so genius. And I've thought about it so much ever since, which is our audience is putting so much more on the line than we are. Yeah. Right. Like them making their first investment, probably the biggest investment they're ever going to make in themselves with you is putting so much more on the line than you are quite honestly. Yeah. With them, not, not in our situation. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And so we have to treat it with that level of care and understanding. Like, I get what a big deal this is. And I'm, like, so here to walk you through that. Yeah. Instead of, like, I think a lot of the mentality in our industry is, like, if you want it bad enough, I shouldn't have to talk to you about it in this way. Or I shouldn't have to. You see what I mean, right? Yeah. And so I guess my point is I think that for you, it's like seeing it as like this is a very, very big deal for them, which is why it feels hard, which is why you're getting objections, which is why it feels so scary, which is why you need to dive in like more than ever. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Does that feel easier when I say that? Harder? Like what kind of is coming up for you right now? Um, it it feels hard, but it but I like I know that's the next step. Mm-hmm. And so what would be different? Like, what do you think is maybe like the takeaway that like you could bring to the next call? What do you think is the, is the shift here or the shift in action perhaps? I think like, like you said, like, okay, so giving the people who don't have the money to put the food on the table, them permission, and that's okay. I think me just knowing that like, okay, that's fine. But then everyone else, you know, let's figure out why or how. Um, So I feel way better rather than just being like, okay, no, it's a money issue. I'm not going there. I feel bad. But like, no, to have that divided into like people that like really can't and then people that that can, but need help. I feel better about that. Yeah, totally. And I mean, I think that the, the important reminder there is that's not for you to decide. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Something that I truly believe in the sales process is that we're never trying to force anyone to do anything, but we are trying to figure out what the actual challenge is for them and not get off the call without it, right? And what I mean by that is, so often I think that we feel like, well, I don't want to be pushier. I don't want to push them into a sale. So we stop having the conversation so, so, so early, right? And I never want anyone in sales to feel like they're pushing or forcing someone into a sale. But I do want you to feel like you truly know, like, what is the root of this person's problem and what is keeping them from stepping into the thing that they say they want? Because you guys, this is coaching. What is the root of your problem and what is the challenge that's keeping you from stepping into what you say you want? Like that's almost everything in coaching, right? Like if you listen to these sessions with Monica, it's like, here's what you say you want. How do we get you to step into that more and more and more? What's the resistance or challenge point in between that? Sometimes it's mindset, sometimes it's strategy, right? But ultimately, on a sales call, if you can get to that place and and make that your goal of the sales call, like my goal on a sales call is never to get a yes, although most of the time I do. Why? Because my goal on a sales call is to figure out what's really keeping them stuck, what's really keeping them from stepping into it. And if you're any kind of service provider, I think that's relevant, but especially if you're a coach, that's where they truly get a taste of your coaching, quite honestly, and that makes them want to step into it even more. So if you're feeling a lot of resistance around feeling pushy or sleazy in sales, that's such a great tip is don't think about it like that. Think about it like this. I want to figure out what the real actual problem, challenge, objection, whatever you want to call it is, and I don't want to get off the call without doing that. That's my goal here. For me, that frees up a lot of brain space and a lot of pressure and really helps me be present and focused with the client on the sales call. So hopefully that's useful to you, but as always with anything in sales, you gotta find the way that fits you and works for you. Like that truly is for them to decide, but like you have to make an effort on the other end to to not make that decision for them, right? Yeah. One thing I like to remember is that um, I think the thing I hate most when I hear like the way certain people talk about sales is that they do that thing where they're like, if you don't buy this program, you're not going to be successful. Mm -hmm. They just completely disempower the other person, right? Yeah. But like, if you just make a decision for them, like, oh, well, you said like the money thing. So like, you probably can't can't do this by you're disempowering them just as much either way we're saying I'm making a decision on your behalf (laughs) yeah so it feels really different but it's two sides of the same coin yeah and they're both just as disempowering right yeah so what I want you to just take with this is like I'm gonna be the one that's like willing to keep presenting the decision and keep presenting a different way to think about the decision okay And that's what's going to make them feel empowered, right? Okay. And that's what's going to make me feel powerful is that I don't feel like I have to own the weight of the decision for them. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Does that feel true? What comes up for you there? No, it feels good. Um, Like, and going back to like the money objections and everything, it's obviously something that I have to deal with, but it feels hard, but that I know it's right. I know it's the next right thing that I have to, you know, like work through, get better at, and then it'll be so easy. Um, and I love how you broke it up into like two categories. I just think off the bat, I feel so much relief about that. And 
And it, it does. It feels good. Beautiful. And so then the next question is sort of like, what are we doing with all the not yet? <laughs> yeah. So here's here's what I would say. I think we talked about this a little bit last time, but I would like keep making this a, a bit of a practice, which is like, just go back and follow up with them. Like say whatever you feel like is true. So I'm just making something up. I have no idea. But if like you really sat and thought about it, you might be like, you know, I really think that she deserves support right now. Or, you know, I really think she's just kind of scared and I get that. Yeah. Can I reach out and be like, hey, I was just thinking about you and I know you're feeling like now might not be the right time, but I really think X, Y, Z, would you want to jump back on the phone and process it? Yeah. And and the reason I say that is because I really want you to to get in the practice of like I keep kind of like it, like saying what's true and getting to the truth. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, that does. So whatever you feel like is true and we can play with this in base camp, feel free to send them to me and we can make some edits together. But like, just go back and follow up with them and like really invite them back on the phone and like, see if you can have that, that more deep conversation, that deeper conversation. Right. Okay. Yeah. Does that feel okay? Or what are your thoughts on that? That does feel okay. Like, so the people from this week, I haven't followed up on, I know that the ones from before I had, but I had just like, you know, sent them a message or a voice note. Um, Mm -hmm. But it has been a little while. So then again, it's like, oh, I don't want to be the car salesman or like the pushy real estate agent who is like harassing. But I know I'm not. So it's just like, just don't even go there. And I like how you um, had said, what did you say about, you know, just like inviting them back on the phone, but just seeing what's true and getting to the truth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I think taking it in like that direction and going there is, you know, going and caring and like trying to help still rather than just being like, hey, here's my offer. Like, are you ready? Are you ready? Well, something that I try to remember is like what we're asking them basically to step into, like sort of like think about our relationship is like this relationship where they feel like they can really open up to us and tell us things and be supported by us and um, like really go deep, right? Yeah. And so I need to express a bit of that on the front end. Yeah. Meaning like the follow-up isn't the car salesman. It's really in line with the type of coach I'm going to be, right? Yeah. Like it's really in line with the type of service they're potentially going to buy from me. Yeah. Is this idea of like, I'm here and I care and I want you to get out of your own way. That's like the epitome of coaching. I'm here, I'm care- I care and I want you to get out of your own way, right? Yeah. And so a great way to get someone to want to step into that is to kind of give them a taste of that experience. I'm here and I care and I want to help you get out of your own way. Do you want to get back on the phone? Okay. Yeah. That Not good. like I'm here and I need you to buy my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Right? (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. But I truly do believe that it's the right fit for you to buy my thing. And I think that you're going to do it eventually. So why wait? Right? (laughs) Yeah. And that's a thing to remember with the not yet. And that's a good objection overcomer too, right? Is like, if you're going to do it eventually, why are we waiting? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
cool. Okay, so I want to make sure we get all your sales questions answered. If you have any more, let's dive into that. But I just want to say really quick, I don't want to end this call without kind of revisiting like what are how's the mindset piece going and how's that work going? So any other sales stuff? Um no, like I'm sure I'm definitely sure once I start like going through this, like you know, and then and getting to that process again, I'm gonna have questions that come up. But I think what we had just gone over feels a lot better. And I know like the confidence I brought to the last call and just carrying that over. And then with this section of the call, I think it's, it's going to be better. The, the piece I want you to do for homework here. Yeah. As I want you to take really good notes after each call. Okay. Like, because sometimes what can happen, like, so now that we're like talking about them, it's almost like a little hard to remember. Yeah. I want you to take like very excellent detailed notes about like what you think went well, what you think could have gone better, what happened, what was the objection. Like I want you to be like this very like almost like um make it like a fun game, right? Like, ooh, what 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 were the puzzle pieces here? What can I look at, right? Okay. Because then you're gonna start to see patterns that like I can't necessarily even see, right? Yeah. You're going to start to see themes. You're going to start to see like small tweaks that would have made every call better, easier, more exciting, whatever, right? And it's going to feel so empowering because it's not going to feel like, oh, well, I guess I just got to go do another one and see what happens. Although sure, do another one. Yeah. But it's going to feel so empowering in the sense that it's like, I can like just watch this and get better. Just like when I watch my content and I notice when I talk about things in this way, I get so much more engagement or just like I notice anything else in my business. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. So something I think a lot of us can agree on if we're kind of heart-centered, service-based entrepreneurs is this idea that we don't want to do sales in an icky way and we don't want to disempower people through the sales process, which is often why you know, we have some resistance to sales, right? Because a lot of times you hear things like, well, tell them they won't be successful if they don't do your program or things like that, right? And for me, that's just so disempowering. I would never ever do that, nor would I ever take on that pressure, quite honestly, of telling someone like, you won't be successful without me. And then really owning all of their success because I just took away all their power, right? I really believe it's both. Like, Monica has to show up just as much as I have to show up and us combined is what is going to get her further faster, right? And so the way I like to think about it in sales is that my whole job in the sales process is to empower the client. When they get off the phone with me, very rarely are they gonna remember exactly what I said or what bonus I offered or whatever, but they are sure as shit gonna remember how I made them feel and what I want them to feel is empowered. So the way I want you to think about it is it is definitely disempowering to tell them they can't be successful without you or they don't want it bad enough or whatever, right? But it's just as disempowering to not give them the option and to make the decision for them. I.e. like you mentioned, money feels tight, so I'm not even going to give you an option here. So that has really helped my mindset in not doing that anymore because I remember that that's just as disempowering as telling them that I have all the answers and they don't. So I really try to fall somewhere in the middle in sales, which is provide empowerment at every step of the process. And when you do that, not only are they going to have a great experience, but you're going to have a great experience too. So don't take away their power either way. And remember to stay in yours and sales will feel so much better and so much easier. 
cool. Okay, so tell me about the mindset piece. How's that been going? I know we kind of got you um, on the happy magic train. I know you've been kind of just diving into that journaling on your own. Like, just give me a little rundown. Yeah, so definitely going good. But I think when um, Ben had called out that confidence piece, because what I was working on was like the money and, you know, the objection on last call and all of that. And I, and I really opened up and accepted it and like took it as, you know, a learning experience, but more relatable and it's going to be a good thing. So I really feel a lot lighter about that. And that's great. But what came up a couple of days ago was then the confidence thing. And it was like, I didn't even see it. So now it's, it's working on that too. Yeah. I mean, I think what's so exciting is to see that like that charge around the money stuff disappear, not disappeared, but like, uh, lessened so much in the, in a week. Right. Yeah, exactly. So imagine if I just worked on the confidence stuff, how that could look different even in a week. And honestly, that's why I'm obsessed with mindset and love mindset so much (laughs) because like that is the lighter fluid because that's how fast it can shift. Right. We're definitely talking about all the practical of like here's, here's what I'm going to say on a sales call. Here's how I can practice for it. Here's how I can review them after each call, blah, blah, blah. But like the energetic, the mindset piece is going to be the difference maker here. Cause it's, what's going to make you feel different about diving into these and confident that now I get sales. Right. Yeah. So I really think like the, um, the, the, reminder there is that's the piece to not let up on. That's the piece to keep working. Like it's your full-time job. I said to a client the other day, your mindset is your full-time job. Your business is your side hustle. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's a little bit true here to a certain extent. And I don't mean like treat it like it's not important, but I mean like you're seeing how much that matters and you're seeing how fast you gain traction when you focus on it. Yeah. So now you're just like, okay, cool. The money stuff I'll keep working through and I'm going to add even more of the confidence piece, right? Yeah. Does that feel like, cool, I know what to do with that? Or does that feel like a little bit of a question mark? Um, you know, it, it feels pretty good, especially like having happy magic now and being able to dive into that. Um, I know journaling and affirmations, like those are two things I really, I really love to do. And it's just like you said, making it like my full-time job or making it a habit because, you know, I can get so busy all day and not do it. And then all of a sudden feel shitty and it's like, well, that's why. So I think for me, it's just making sure I'm doing it, which will be the game changer. I got to tell you guys, I really think mindset is the thing. I think it's 80% of the game. Certainly, I think strategy and execution are very important non-negotiables. But the truth is, if you don't believe in your strategy, the strategy is not that good. And if you don't believe in the strategy, you're not going to execute to it. And frankly, what's under believing in the strategy is believing in yourself, believing that it can work for you, believing that you can make money. I could go on and on, but mindset is the thing. And you can probably see if you look back in your life and building your business, most of the places that you've gotten really, really stuck had more to do with mindset than anything else. I know for me, if I look back at places I got stuck, you know, like in health or fitness as an example, what I always wanted it to be was the strategy. Where's the new plan? Where's the thing that makes this easier? Who can tell me how to do this in a way that whatever, right? And what it always was, was the mindset, to be quite honest. It was the mindset of not trusting myself, not believing I could step into it, not feeling worthy um, to step into it. I could go on and on. But the point is, 
it's applicable across the board in most areas of life, but certainly business because it's the thing that keeps people stuck the most. So remember that mindset is the thing. I've said this to clients before, but mindset is your full-time job and your business is your side hustle. And if you treat it like that, you are going to have massive success. And if you don't focus on the mindset, everything's going to feel harder and it's going to feel harder to create results and harder to keep them. Definitely harder to create more and more of them. So if you're listening to this, this is my my plea to you. This is my public service announcement. Do the mindset work, you guys. Make it the focus. It's so crucial to building a successful business that actually leaves you feeling lit up as well. Definitely. And making sure that that gets done before anything and not necessarily before in the sense that it's like, don't do anything until you've done this. But it's more like, I wouldn't do anything that was going to interfere with that priority. Right. Yeah. Just like we were talking about, like if you needed to feed your daughter, that would be the priority of all priorities and you would just do it. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I want you to think of mindset as your priority of all priorities right now. Okay. Because even this little shift of like, I make sales now. Yeah. Everything shifts, right? (laughs) Yeah. Even this thing of like, I always get to the truth on sales calls. Yeah. Everything shifts. So keep that as number one. Number two, get people back on the phone. I think that's going to be such a valuable experience both for you and for them. And number three, just take impeccable notes so we can like look at the practicality of that and see the themes, right? Okay. Sound good? Does it feel good to focus here? Yeah, it does. It it feels right. And like you said, like with the whole money or like, yeah, the money objections, it's just once, once I focus on it, it really, you break through it so quickly and it gets easier. So I'm excited because I could see how much forward we're going, even though, you know, a week's gone by, but like so much has happened that, you know, the result isn't here yet, but mentally so much has happened. And I'm finding that exciting because I know the sales are coming. Totally. And I think what we can talk about next week too, is like, what are some of the, so we know the mindset pieces, we're going to keep working that you're going to keep getting calls, but practically what are some of the things we can do to fast forward it? Like we, we tossed around a challenge for a little bit, but then we kind of pulled back because you had so much going on with selling the business, right? Yeah. Well, that's pretty much done. Yeah. So that might be next week might be time to like dive back into some of that too, where it's like, you're going to keep getting the calls. You're going to keep making the sales and working through that. But like, let's add some more practical fuel to that fire of like, cool. So I just gave everyone an amazing challenge and an even better experience. And now even more people want to get on calls with me. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm excited for that. So just know like there's more coming and there's more we can do. It's not like you have to stay stuck here until you get a 90% conversion rate or something like that. But there's something to be said for letting yourself sit in it for a little bit and not just always being like, what's next, what's next, but just know there is something next. And I think we should return to that challenge. Does that make sense? It does. And I'm glad that we've had the chance to slow it down because that was, you know, I was obsessed with learning and obsessed with, you know, ticking things off the to-do list. And it was like, I would just get it done, but I wouldn't really sit there and learn from it and walk away, (laughs) you know, better. So this has really helped this slowing down and really taking it one thing at a time and, and getting, you know, the hang of it, the routine of it, and then you move on. That's been, that's been, you know, really important. Beautiful. Oh, love hearing that. And just so freaking proud of you for being willing to do that. I mean, I think that like, sometimes we don't realize like what courage that takes. So kudos to you for that. Oh, thank you. 
Beautiful, my dear. All right, keep me posted on Basecamp if you want me to look at any of those um, follow-up like invitations to get back on a call here for that. And then next week we'll talk challenge and dive in. Perfect. Thank you. All right, my love. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Literally. I am so grateful to you for being part of our journey. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you for listening. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully confident.